0: Welcome to Smart Casual, Image's first fashion podcast in collaboration with Kildare Village. Dealing with personal style in a way that speaks to you. Hosted by me, Fashion Director Marie Kelly. And me, Nivo Dunhu, Image.ie's Digital Leader. And me,
1: Image Publications Digital Editor, Dominique McMullen. In our 20s, 30s and
2: 40s, we're three women across three decades with three very unique perspectives. And unique ways of approaching our personal style. While fashion is always thought of as being visual, we at Image think it's much more than that. Personal style is about how clothes make us feel,
0: the impression they create in the world and how they express who we are. There's a lot to talk about when it comes to fashion. And we certainly love a chat. Welcome to Smart Casual.
1: This week... We're talking about our relationships with our wardrobes. Every woman has to get up and get dressed in the morning. But the factors that affect our style choices are all very different. We'll be chatting with stylists Catherine Condell and Sinead Keenan later
0: on. But before that, what caught your eye this week, Marie? Well, like most other people, it was probably the Victoria Beckham behind the scenes shoot with Vogue. And... Um, I thought it was so much fun. She looked so at ease and comfortable in her own skin. She was able to poke fun at herself in that kind of high fashion environment, which says something about how she's evolved, I think, as a woman. Um, There was a time when she came across as so, you know, uptight and insecure. I mean, I'm not saying she was, but she certainly came across that way. And I think there's something really endearing about a hugely successful woman who can poke fun at herself
1: good mm, lesson genu- for all of us yeah
0: it was genuinely very funny which, which is very not funny. what you expect from
2: Vogue <laughs> no yeah <laughs> what about you Niamh anything caught put your eye well apart from VB um, the internet is in a bit of a tizzy this week because Celine have basically deleted any history of previous collections from their Instagram account, which is actually a bit shocking considering what Phoebe Philo has done for the brand. Um, Celine is, you know, the very, very modern woman and um, this minor change means something astronomical for, for people who have followed the brand. So it'll be really interesting to see what comes from the new Celine, which is basically just the accented E is no longer accented. And there is um, just three very mysterious videos on their Instagram account. So check that out and see what you think.
1: What are the videos?
2: They're basically just like a pan of this mysterious gold curtain. And then one model, you can't tell if it's a man or a woman in this like really razzle dazzle, glitzy top. So kind of... Nodding towards a very different direction for Celine. It'll be interesting to see what comes from it, though. It'll also be interesting
0: Mm. to see if Celine is going down a completely different route. Perhaps more a Saint Laurent or or something like that. Exactly, yeah. It'd be interesting to see what brand steps into Celine's old shoes because there is such a market for those kind of clothes. Mm. You know that that woman is is so dominant in terms of like what she wants from her you know wardrobe that someone will fill it. And Victoria Beckham to some extent is filling it at the moment, but I think it'll be interesting to see which brands kind of go in that direction. Mm. Well, I got a little sneak
1: peek this week at Kildare Village's newest campaign, um, which features Angela Scanlon, Indie Power, Olivia Tracy, and Anne-Marie O'Connor, who are all amazing, fascinating women um, at really different stages in their lives. So... uh, I think it's going to be a really interesting
0: campaign and I have to say the images that I got a sneak peek at are beautiful. I can't wait to see that and I yeah. think it really reflects what we've been doing in the magazine recently. Um, it just says to me, you know, the ageless style feature we had in the September issue of Image Magazine, which is out right now, um, was very much kind of along the same lines of just looking at different women, different ages, um, mm-hmm. how they dress and that there is no uniform for any specific age, that, that there, there are no rules anymore. It's mm-hmm. all about who you are as a woman and as a person.
2: And there's a relatability to all those women regardless of what age you are. Like I feel that I could dress like Indy but I also feel like I could dress like Angela and it's just it's a really like beautiful way to kick off the new season. It's a great campaign.
1: I'm also super excited this week about autumn. <laughs> I'm just really excited yeah, yeah. to wear like cardigans <laughs> and coats. I was looking in town yesterday at uh, cardigans and Marks and Spencers and I have to say I was just delighted to try on something warm and cosy. <laughs> A woman can never have too many cardigans. I know. Please tell closet. me that every week because like, <laughs> I need somebody to help my habit. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, that brings us kind of nicely on to this week's topic, uh, our wardrobes. We all have pretty complicated relationships with our wardrobes. I know for me, my relationship with my wardrobe changed when I had this absolute revelation um, to lay out my clothes the night before. It's actually really embarrassing. I'm <laughs> looking at you both, such fashion people looking at
2: me. But no, I lay I, out my clothes. I do this as well.
1: Oh, well, OK. So, let's well, go to know. I, relate. I I lay out my clothes the night before. Um, and it actually, genuinely, when I wake up in the morning... When I open my eyes, it makes me excited to get out of bed knowing that I have that nice outfit all planned. Um, and my husband laughs at me because he comes up before he goes to bed. He's kind of brushing his teeth at 10 o'clock at night and he'll come into the bedroom and there's me fully dressed, accessorized, wearing my coat and my
2: heels, <laughs> fully prepared for the next day. He's wondering where you're going. Yeah, yeah, yeah
1: I know. That's what he always says. Where are you off to? What,
2: what's your favorite outfit to put together? like the night before. Oh. Um well if I'm going to kind of a an event or something
1: I'll I like preparing for that. Like getting a nice dress and a nice kind of pair of boots and the proper earrings and all that. Um yeah, it really genuinely gives me joy. Although there are also times, I will admit, where I open my wardrobe and I just think, oh my God, I can't find anything. Like, I'm one of those people with a bursting at the seams full wardrobe um, and I always buy all the trendy pieces. I do all the wrong things. Um, <laughs> There's no
0: wrong or right. <laughs>
1: yeah. But
0: do you
2: ever get a day when you just want to throw on a track suit? Like, oh, yeah. You just want to be comfortable.
1: Oh, literally all the time. Weekends <laughs> I will live in Lululemon leggings. That's pretty much all I wear. Because during the week, there is kind of an expectation, especially working at a fashion, publication that you have to kind of look... The A little part. bit respectable, yeah, absolutely. Um, so the weekends for me are all about tracksuit bottoms. That's it. And
2: the competition now, walking into the office, you're like eyeing everybody up. You're like, oh my god, where did she get that? <laughs> I know, I know. Oh my god, she looks so good. But everyone shares
0: as well. Yeah, <laughs> oh, every, everyone is so lovely, and 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 everyone is so complimentary. You know, yeah. and and like you say, everyone's just excited when they see somebody in something beautiful. It's oh, where did you get that? That's yeah. fab. Yeah. There's absolutely no nothing other than support and you yeah. know kindness, yeah. which is lovely.
1: What about your wardrobe, Marie?
0: Um, well, I have a very curated wardrobe, which, you know, I've I've sort of developed over the years. It wasn't curated when I was in my 30s, but definitely now that I'm in my 40s, it's it's much more curated. But I think for me, in terms of my relationship with, with my wardrobe, it, it offers me a huge amount of comfort. I get an awful lot of comfort out of my wardrobe. It has always been, clothes have always been my tools, my armor to, I guess, deal with, situations um, you know for example through the years I suffered badly with my skin which is um, you know just as traumatic in your 30s as it was when you were a teenager it's it's not fun but through all of that I knew that I could put on a great outfit and it would be okay it would enable me to get out of the house and and feel you know reasonably good and I think as well if I have something challenging to do at work like a podcast for instance <laughs> When I wake up in the morning, I think, "Oh, I'm I'm up to this? Can I do this? Am I going to do this well enough?" Once I get out of my pajamas and I and I put on my outfit, it it all feels okay. Mm. I feel like I can do anything with the right outfit. So I, I think I, I probably have quite an emotional attachment to my wardrobe because it it really is, it really is my armor and and it's where I get my strength from. And um, I guess I always think of it as well as being,
2: it's one thing that I'm that I'm good at, exceptionally good at, exceptionally oh. good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and are you a choose the night before or in the morning? No, well, you know, I don't lay my outfits out
0: the night before, although if I have something new, um, I will try it on the night before I wear it to to make sure. So I definitely have moments where I'm like Dominique, you know, it's the heels and the the outfit and the earrings and the whole lot is is put together. Probably only if it's something new that I'm not used to wearing. But I, I generally, I go to sleep thinking about the outfit I'm going to wear. But I always start with the shoes.
2: So do I. Do you? Maybe that's why we're soulmates, because we have an obsession with shoes.
0: Always starts with the shoes. What am I feeling, you know, the next Mm. day? Am I feeling heels? Am I feeling boots? Is it just, does it have to be trainers? Where am I going? So it always starts with the shoes. But it's really funny because I love, you know, just reading in bed, but I I can't get into my book unless I know what I'm going to wear the next day or I start (laughs) drifting as I'm reading. So (laughs) I get into bed, I think about the outfit and then I'm like, fine, I can read my book now and go to sleep
1: mine often starts with earrings actually oh
2: my god yeah. that's mad you you put I a whole outfit earring. around an earring I love that yeah I
0: do yeah. I love that <laughs> but what's your relationship with your wardrobe Niamh? Um how would you define it
2: I guess it was quite tricky in the beginning um I've always been a lover of experimenting with my style, uh, but I was diagnosed with a spinal deformity when I was 13. So I have scoliosis, which means that I have a curvature of the spine. Um, so clothes don't fall normally on my body. They, they don't sit. And because of that, I've, I've had to experiment and discover for myself what types of clothes sit well on me, what hides my curves, what accentuates the the better parts of my body or parts that I feel comfortable with Um, and that's kind of guided me down the more like masculine suit route which I'm delighted with suits make me feel kind of empowered they kind of they make me feel sexy and glamorous and Mm -hmm. um, there's days as well when like I want to throw on a pair of Nikes and a pair of jeans Um, but my go-to is like something that just makes me feel like yeah
0: That's interesting what you say um, when you're talking about your relationship with your wardrobe because it's been complicated and I think a lot of women do have quite complicated relationships with their wardrobes i think it's not so easy for everyone and i think they don't necessarily bring people comfort and joy and i've i've found when i've been styling women at image events that especially women actually in the in the corporate world i think there's a lot of confusion as to you know, how to divide up their wardrobe between workwear and leisure wear. And I remember meeting a really lovely solicitor there at a recent event and she had put all her energies into her work wardrobe because, of course, they have a very defined dress code and she needs to look the part. But she had nothing to wear at weekends, nothing to wear for evening events that weren't Mm work-related. And I I think that's a difficult... Line to sort of navigate, but I I think there's so many different sides to a woman's personality, yeah, and I think her wardrobe needs to reflect that. So mm. a woman is not just her career, she's not just her family, she she's many different things, and I and I do think that's what creating, you know, a functioning wardrobe is about having having pieces that reflect. All those sides of your personality. Yeah,
1: because you want to you want to use your wardrobe to help you feel comfortable, but also to help you feel like armour, to develop your relationship with your body for whatever different reason. You know, clothes just aren't just about being fashion. You know, no. They're about
0: many, many things. There's, there's In fact, fashion. sometimes I think that's the, the almost the least important side of, of clothes is, is the fashion bit. It's, it's actually much more about, you know, what they do for you as, a, as an individual, as a woman, as a person how they armour you, how they make you feel, the comfort they give you.
2: And even today, like we're all wearing really gorgeous outfits. Uh, and yet we're sitting in in a, a small studio space comparing to yesterday when we were all kind of thrown together in the office. But we knew we had something to to really work towards today. And it's almost like we we put on our armour this morning because we knew like we're going to be the best version of ourselves. Mm. I think we all look great. Stop. (laughs) Um, So that kind of segues us nicely,
1: actually, to our interview. Marie, you're going to be talking to Catherine Condell and Sinead Keenan.
0: Yes, I am. And I'm really looking forward to that. Um, I've been lucky enough to work with Catherine and Sinead, both of whom are stylists, For the past three and a half years at Image Magazine. Of course, I knew of them before because they've been doing what they do for years and and they're literally the very best in their field. Um, And it's lovely because they're actually great pals as well. So I'm really looking forward to having a chat with them. You're listening to Smart Casual, Image's first fashion podcast, in partnership with Kildare Village. We wanted to invite on a guest who had a relationship with Image. Someone who reflected what the image brand is about, which is great fashion and great style. Luckily enough, we were able to find two such guests. And I'm so thrilled to welcome stylists Catherine Condell and Sinead Keenan to Image's first fashion podcast. Ladies, it's lovely to have you both here today. Can you start off by telling our listeners a little bit about the work that you do and the relationship you have with each other?
3: Um, Myself and Sinead met in 1983. Um, I had worked ninety three. Oh, sorry, ninety three. Giving me ten years there. Me 10 years <laughs> um, sorry. Um, I joined BT's Brown Thomas in nineteen eighty three, and Sinead joined in nineteen ninety three, and uh, we kind of worked. I started in display. Sinead started in display. I started to do all the in store, uh, you know, kind of production work and styling work. It wasn't even called a stylist then. It was called fashion coordinator, show my age, but um. So in 93, when Sinead arrived, I needed assistance at that point, And hey, presto, you yeah. know. So I worked there since 99 and uh, we just became best friends and still are best friends. Yeah, so, that's a lovely yeah. story. Yeah.
4: Yeah, I know. Well, I think, you know, when I joined BT's, um, I had done a fashion course, but at the time I didn't even know there was such a job as a fashion stylist. And it was actually working with Catherine. I was like, what's she doing? What's she did <laughs> over she there had? with all those? And... Um, she needed help she needed assistance and i just fell in love with us and i shadowed her for a few years and um we did the loads of all the the big shows in the store mm. and um and we were
3: aware as well yeah. you remember aware.
4: i remember it well
3: yeah so yeah. that was there so we got to work so with John Rocha and Quinn and Donnelly and all those at the very um, beginning yeah
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. amazing yeah. what's lovely is um the fact that you are such good friends because it is a very small industry in dublin yeah. and you know one might imagine that you'd be rivals but but you're not really you're 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 so supportive of each other and i've i've seen that through the years yeah. well while, while i've been at image yeah. that there's nothing but sort of support and camaraderie between you which i think is lovely
3: yeah because you know we we really do feel that we're each other's kind of you know buffers we kind of, we think yeah. that we're the only two people in the world that understand what we do yeah. o- obviously we're not but because we're such good mates <laughs> we can sound yeah. off and we think, can laugh and we can cry you know as
4: well a lot of people who work for themselves and freelance it can be quite lonely and particularly for the likes of us who came say from big teams or big yeah. in- business when you go out on your own just that decision making or dealing with clients if you've any questions um, to have somebody that you know and love and trust there to, to yeah. sound off with and ask advice on yeah. and vice versa and you know It kind of also gives you strength when you're going in to meet clients and on jobs to know like, you know, I'm not alone here. I know this is how it's done. Mm. And uh, so, yeah, we've been each other's biggest fans Mm. and support for a very long time now. Fantastic.
0: So, uh, we're so thrilled to have you here oh, today for you. our first nice Fashion today. Podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So earlier on, myself and Dominique and Neve were talking about our relationships with our wardrobes and other women's relationships with their wardrobes. So first of all, I wanted to ask each of you, and I'll start with you, Sinead, how your wardrobe reflects your personality, what kind of relationship you have with your wardrobe? I think for me,
4: my wardrobe, particularly on a day-to-day basis with work, because, you know, I'm usually the other side of the camera my focus is on what's in front of the camera I tend to kind of just keep it very simple I need just easy comfortable pieces I don't really go for kind of faddish trends I kind of have a little bit of a uniform I think a lot of fashion people do it's usually black navy you know of those tones you don't really have to think about it because you're really thinking about the job in hand so you know for me I just need to be able to get up, get dressed and run in the morning with the easiest way, you know, kind of to do that would be just to have very kind of clean, simple pieces, pieces that work with denim, pieces that are kind of, you know, easily coordinated and comfortable for the day. So you've built a very functional wardrobe then over the years? Yeah, just for work. I mean, obviously for occasion wear and stuff, you know, then you might splash out a little bit, but usually day to day and my kind of working wardrobe would be very kind of clean, minimal and, and
0: comfortable. And Catherine, what about you?
3: Um, I think my wardrobe has been the same for the last, I don't know, all my grown up life really. <laughs> um, I happen to have a best friend too, Marae Twisker, who makes most of my clothes. So I really don't think about it. And I think I've kind of always looked this way. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I have a real uniform. I put on the same bottoms and white T-shirt nearly every day and put on a tunic and then decide what goes over that. Um Perfect. And that's where I'm at my happiest. I'd hate, hate to have to think about what to wear. It doesn't enter my universe whatsoever. Um, I wear the same kind of clothes to weddings, to funerals, to, you know, birthday dues or whatever. I don't like dressing up. Mm-hmm. I really don't. It, it That comes between me and my sleep. So, but I'm happy to always look the way I am. I don't, uh, like Sinead said, from behind the camera and behind the scenes, you usually look like roadkill. So you really <laughs> Speak for yourself, Miss you know, <laughs> Um So, <laughs> you know, it's, it's kind of, I'm happy because I don't have to think about it. I think I look fine. I think it suits me. Um, so that's that's my kind of philosophy
0: on it. Yeah. Well, that makes sense though, because clothes are supposed to make us happy. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. They're not supposed to stress us yeah, out. They're not supposed oh God, to, yeah. to cause us tension. Yeah. So I think yeah. that sounds very sensible yeah. and, and, you know, sounds like a lot of good advice there for, for women. Well, I hope so. You know, it's yeah. like, you know, I mean, there's
3: nothing wrong, obviously, with people being kind of totally engrossed in the fashion world and having to, you know, kill the trends and do all of that. But, um, doesn't interest me. Not for me. Not for the think Yeah, yeah.
0: And how would you describe your wardrobes in, in terms of the physicality of them? Have you got an incredible walk-in wardrobe? Is it, you know, is yours curated mine's very curated. Yeah. Quite tight wardrobe. Um I think probably our listeners would love to know what two um, stylists how their <laughs> how their wardrobes are.
4: Oh, um well, I suppose my, my wardrobe's kind of all over my house. which depends on the kind of um logistics of of the the wardrobe itself Um, I kind of have all my tops and jackets upstairs in my bedroom because they're shorter wardrobes and then downstairs in the guest room I have all my coats and dresses in the longer wardrobes and then I have my shoe section in a closet so uh, my poor husband is kind of defined (laughs) to one little press in the corner of the room but uh, yeah no I think it's functional for me that you know it is kind of I have all my jackets together my tops and my jeans in a drawer again because it's all quite tonal and the same it's kind of easy to pull out pieces that i need as i need them and then as i said i have kind of coats and dresses and occasion wear in a separate wardrobe that i go to when i need them that sounds incredibly organized and functional <laughs> it's not in reality but it's probably because as we said earlier we're so kind of minimal with our our clothes um that's what kind of works for me mm-hmm. and Catherine. Um,
3: I'm in an old house and I've got this strange kind of uh, kind of two wardrobes <laughs> and because of the two wardrobes that one on the left is the one that has all the uniformy things you know that I wear every day hanging so I just decide which one and the other one is kind of the antique clothing that I just can't bear to get rid of you know mm. and things that um, I absolutely adore. And I do. You try to do the call for the the charity bag. You go, yeah, maybe next time. I just shut that door, you mm. know. And then I have two drawers: one with the white t-shirts, one with the black legs. I'd mm. love
0: to have a look inside that wardrobe. <laughs> okay, I'd welcome. say that's pretty yeah. incredible.
3: Well, oh my old one! Oh yeah. my god, no real antiques. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> and have you picked
0: them up along the way? Were, did, yeah, are they pieces that you wore when you were younger, have, or yeah, pieces that I have a few. You, things, you know, like got from shoots and things.
3: Not even not from shoots, you know, but. Um, you know, I would have been a big fan of Ghost. Do you remember? Tennessee? I, remember I remember Ghost. Ghost. I still have the first piece of Ghost I ever bought, and um, that's probably eaten by moths now. But I will not get rid of it. I've dyed it a few times, and I'll still dig it out now and again. Um, I've stuffed mos- my our Moschino days. Mm-hmm. I have a, it's a big tunic thing. It doesn't fit me anymore. Thinking of making a cushion out of it, but it's uh, <laughs> it's a dartboard, board. You know, it's and wow. it's kind of an amazing Moschino piece and. Uh, few older kind of things I had. but yeah, yeah. Sounds incredible. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They're funny. And Sinead, I know that you have um, a beautiful young daughter, Emma Rose. Yes. And I'm just wondering, and I'm sure a lot of mums think about this, are you seeing her former relationship with her wardrobe and her clothes? you seeing an emotional attachment at, at this early stage? How old is she? She's eight. She's and eight.
4: Yes and no. I think she's not... You know, I, I have friends who have difficulty with their little girls, and uh, you know, who won't wear what they've put out for them and they're... Very adamant about what they want to wear to school or to to go out, and you know Emma Rose is very relaxed and easygoing and tends to just pull on what I've left out for her without a question. But obviously, you know she likes to be comfortable. She's still playing. She likes to climb trees and run around, so she's denims and trainers. But when it comes to parties and you know going somewhere nice, she will always go for a dress and you know sparkles and the, the fancy stuff. So she is a girly girl uh, deep down inside. But I don't see her emotional attachment yet. But I, I'd say I'd say it's to come. Yeah, yeah, come yeah definitely no yeah. Yeah.
0: but you sound like you're very lucky with her
4: at the moment yeah, yeah. I, I definitely think there's a bit of payback coming um, back in the, in the kind of early 90s I was a, a cure head and a goth much to my mother's <laughs> disgust <laughs> you know. I know look at me now uh, but uh, I, she you know because I had this Blonde hair that she adored, and you know, I just wanted pink hair, and I wore Doc Martens. And she just, you know, it was before Docs had kind of become acceptable footwear, it was absolutely she thought I was a thug. And um, so, I just know I'm due some payback for the torment (laughs) I put my mother through. So, I'm just hoping, I'm just cherishing this time right now where she's she's kind of pliable and I can precious
0: time so we were talking in the office earlier today about our earliest fashion memories and i remember mine really really clearly and i wondered do both of you have a, have a have a fashion memory that sticks out from when you were a child
4: yeah i i mean i remember my sister kira is 2 years younger than me and you know my mom used to dress us quite similar um if she bought like a lovely dress she bought two <laughs> she mm-hmm. we matched but um we had these purple, like bright purple dungaree shorts and little lilac t-shirts and we have an amazing picture, I think I've, I've put it up on, on Facebook or something before and uh, it's just the two of us, real 70s shot in the back garden and um, they're hideous but they're so cute at the same time but I mm. love them, we both love them, we just thought we could rule the world in these, purplies is what we used to call them Could we wear our purpleys? I know that's fabulous, <laughs> so I know it's so cute <laughs> <laughs> and Catherine
3: um, Probably the clothes my sister made me. My clothes, used, my sister used to make great clothes and I have one particular picture at home but I do remember wearing it and it was a little a-line gingham dress with an applique boat on the front and, and I looked like a boy because my mother cut my hair really short at a very early age after my communion and uh, I did love that. And talking about my communion, <laughs> I was first out holding hands with the other girl who made the communion and her name was R- Loretta and she was wearing a long dress and I had my bobbed blonde hair and my little short dress. And there's a picture of me kind of scowling at her because <laughs> I wanted her name, Loretta, and I wanted her, her <laughs> dress. long
0: dress. Oh, yeah, so no. those, that's the
3: seven-year-old oh, stuff, I suppose. It is. Oh, the princess so, dress. So yeah. Does your
0: sister still make clothes?
3: Um. no. No, she doesn't. But she's always been brilliant at making toys and things for her kids. She had three boys. She she made this brilliant kind of knitted boy scout called James with ginger <laughs> hair that I hope is still knocking around. And if her son, who's now in his forties, doesn't want it, I certainly do. You know, Amazing. she just was lovely and creative. She was great.
0: So just in terms of your work and how it impacts, I guess on on your you know your relationship with clothes and your wardrobes and, and how you function day to day, you spend your you spend your lives shopping around for work. Clothes, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's, it's, you know, yeah. Monday to Friday and obviously weekends because you're both freelance. You don't have a yeah, nine to five job. It's all about clothes holidays, and yeah. all about going into stores and all about pulling clothes. Mm, yeah. How has that impacted on, you know, the ritual of shopping for yourselves, Sinead? Well,
4: for me, I think because a lot of the time it's not physically shopping, but you are in that mindset of, going through stores, looking for clothes, I find it very hard to shop for myself because, you know, I work with models all the time. So you kind of know one size fits all more Mm. or less and a certain look will will suit most. And um, so for me, I really have to kind of think about it. I'm small and I'd be curvy. So, you know, I need to take time out and actually take a day to do a full shop. Because I can't, like a lot of people when they're working, they'll see things as they're going around. I can't think about myself when I'm thinking about work and I'm thinking about a job or a shoot or a theme. You've never got your own shopping hat on. So, um, you yeah, know, I need to kind of do my shop separately. And it's usually I probably do a day or two every season just for me. So I'll build up a, a
0: supply of,
4: of, of, of kind of pieces. pieces for it to get me through. Autumn, winter. Whatever,
0: and do you spring. enjoy those days? Do you enjoy those days you take to shop for yourself? Or or is it is it more of a like, I, think, I need to I do think, this? I think like any woman, it depends on the mood you're in. <laughs> how you're
4: <laughs> feeling personally. Um, you know, if you're maybe just back from holidays and you're feeling well and healthy and you look good, you know, you can enjoy them when things are fitting <laughs> but then like any other woman you can have days you just don't want to come out of the fitting room or you know it's, it's the same for every woman and I think as well like that was the thing for me with style works because I find women find it difficult to shop for themselves um, it's not personal shopping it's, it's to give women tools of kind of what to to kind of look for when they go into a store.
0: And can you just explain to our listeners what StyleWorks is if they're
4: not familiar with it? Well, basically, it's workshops and seminars. It's not personal shopping. Because of what I do and the access I have to the kind of fashion industry and working with magazines and doing editorial and my kind of, you know, knowledge of of what's happening season to season, it's about, you know, helping women through workshops and seminars to kind of um, have the tools to go shopping for themselves, to what to look out for, how to kind of translate what they see and catwalks and on trend magazines and make it work
0: into their wardrobe. And Catherine, do you shop much? Or are you a shopper for yourself? No. Parallel
3: universe. <laughs> <laughs> you know, from the work, you know, we are in the shops 24-7 and people think, oh my God, that must be the best thing in the, the world. You know? And we're usually very focused on what we're doing. If it's editorial and you've got your, you know, your, your trend or your idea in your head it's all you see Hmm. you can look at in you know the doorway of a shop and go "Eh, it's not in there you know so so from that's work for me that's um fine it's great it's enjoyable it's you know but you're very focused on it so for me and shopping shopping and me it kind of doesn't exist um I'm lucky just the way I feel about my clothes and if I see something and I can't you know and I really want it um then I'll buy it um I don't even trawl the internet. I just don't, you know. Mm. I, You know, recently we were working together on, on our Prairie Girl story and that lovely kind of embroidered jacket. And mm. when I brought it back to Harvey Nicks and said, oh my God, they have it in a bigger size. And I loved it and I tried it on and I bought it. But that's, it, it, it's not even thinking about it. I would never go out to shop, ever. So hence, when I go to weddings and things and stuff, I that would be my worst nightmare to have to be dressed for something.
0: Have you always been like that? You, you've never actually enjoyed shopping. That's kind no. of interesting to me no. that that, you know, yeah. Y- yeah. you're, you're yeah. a stylist when you've never enjoyed shopping for yourself. Yeah. I, don't I, know. Think, I think it's a lot to do if with I... you're a
4: creative person and an artist. Yeah. For me, it was about creating imagery.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Not
4: necessarily. I'm not the clothes horse it's 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 making the clothes into a story and yeah, a visual yeah, rather than yeah. it being about me
3: oh absolutely and that's it because you know I'm a bigger girl I've been a big girl all my life so um, it just doesn't exist I'm very and I'm kind of delighted about that mm-hmm. because uh, I can't imagine how I'd feel if I felt insecure or kind of uh, you know kind of pressurised about clothes about fashion clothes and fashion are two very different things to me mm, two very different things
0: yeah and i think as well just uh, you know knowing your incredible body of work i think the way you style it's so creative and it it's there's always a huge narrative there it yeah, um, has to be not it, interested otherwise. so it's yeah, it's yeah, it's you yeah, know it's it, yeah. it's much broader than just choosing clothes it really it's, it's is. creating a you know it's creating a scene creating yeah, a story yeah, um and a narrative yeah. and i guess i guess it doesn't really correlate with with shopping yeah. Yeah.
3: i will never i will never choose something for a shoot that i don't like ever, mm-hmm. the end, you know what yeah. I mean? It's just, and to, or to do, I know we've, <laughs> in the past, you know, would I do a certain type of story? No, thanks, you know. Yeah. You know, you yeah. know it's, no. just, it's just, I, I feel I can't do it. It no, has to I, come from our boots. That side of work comes from our boots. Yeah. Working with a designer, you give them what you think is in their head mm-hmm. and then commercial stuff you do. You know, so you can really categorise yeah. how we work it. And None I think having, you,
0: yeah. having worked with the with both of you over the last three and a half years, which yeah. a, which has been incredible because obviously I, I knew who both of you were for yeah. years before and, and was so familiar with your incredible work. And that's one thing I've learned over the last three and a half years is the kind of shoot Sinead will go for and the kind of shoot that, yeah. that Catherine yeah. will, will, will grasp.
4: We have yeah. our own aesthetic. Yeah. I mean, we'd be quite similar in terms of our taste. Taste, yeah. But and but it, to me, it is about taste. It is. You know, you're not going yeah. to pick something off a rail that... You you hate you yeah. know what I mean and usually as you know we come and pitch to you every season that the stories we love that the stories they're not necessarily anything that we've seen on the catwalk yeah. necessarily that season team it's
3: and run the other way as you well know yes. and just do what I feel yeah. is right for those particular clothes Yeah, and of you course know. they're not yeah.
0: necessarily um, you know themes or stories that relate to how you dress yourself or how oh, you God, want to dress yourself no, or anything like that I love guess your prairie <laughs> girl I like, you wore last year can <laughs> I guess for listeners, I'm just explaining that actually there's a huge difference between fashion styling and shopping because I imagine, you know, there's a lot of young women out there maybe who dream of getting into the industry and perhaps think that one is is quite like the other. But actually, there's a huge disparity. I I,
4: I get emailed quite a lot from young girls in the industry who want to know how to break into it. And the first thing I always ask them is now, have you made the differentiation between personal styling, like people who style celebrities and personalities and rich women and And hard work (laughs) and and graft um, and editorial and commercial styling, which is more about, I think, and myself, Catherine have always said this, we started in display, which is window dressing. And that's where you kind of started the building mm-hmm. of an image, it just was behind glass. Mm-hmm. So you then had a concept live, yeah. and a theme yeah. and then you dressed your mannequins and, you know, there was a cohesive story throughout. Um, and a lot of people who go into interior design and fashion design and, and styling come from a display yeah. background yeah. because that's where you hone your craft. It's where you learn, you know, about just the yeah. impeccable finish that you yeah. needed to have and um, all the training that you need for your eye. I mean, I did fashion design in college with the intention of being a fashion designer, because as we said earlier, when we started, the, I think there was one other stylist in Ireland. I don't know if mm, even. So it wasn't even animation. on my radar in college. It wasn't available. Now, I think how many stylists? 5,000 <laughs> yeah, in It's, Dublin it's a now. bit like, you know, makeup artists and fashion stylists. It's such um, a growing... Industry, and it's it's hard work, and I feel sorry sometimes for yeah. the young people coming through who yeah. really have to.
3: And it's, yeah, it's hard. I mean, I have a right. joke, that I say anybody's bought a pair of shoes and I think they're a stylist because they can talk about it and look at me wearing my shoes, and, <laughs> and it's like. Really? That's you never, you know. I mean, I know that's the whole of the ball game, but you'll never see me talking about it. Other than this, this is lovely. Yeah. I know that's why we're thrilled real. to have you here <laughs> yeah. because um, I know you're. You know, um, yeah. You're not the most vocal of, yeah. of no, industry I'm not. insiders. I, I've always said, you know, to people that like, you know, see that. That's what I do. See that because it's live. It's in front of you. It's in a picture. It's in a show. Yeah. That's what I do. I don't need to explain it. You know, like they said to Francis Bacon, if I could explain it, I wouldn't have painted it. You know. <laughs> So it's the same thing for me. It really is, like adamantly so. Um, Because there's so much hot air in the world about it. And I I can't imagine that people can even take that in. Mm. They must be really confusing. I find it all, you know, too much. Too much about a subject that... Yeah. Doesn't need all that, it has to be more visual, you know. Yeah, well, that's yeah. why
4: I, I like doing kind of presentations yeah. and workshops because yeah. it's informative yeah. and there's models there that kind of you know that I've styled personally, and then explaining why I've put. You know, the yeah, looks together and, and you know, yeah. about mixing textures and mixing prints and, yeah, you know, tonal dressing. Brave, but, and but it's like a
3: lecture. They've got to take from it and what it's what up to need, them. Yeah. And if they go off and make a mess of it, grand. Yeah, it's not my fault. Yeah. But if they get it really right, isn't that fabulous? Yeah. You know, and it's a job well done. Yeah. Whereas, you know, yeah, I'll shut down that <laughs> subject because I get into trouble. No, no, please go on, Catherine.
0: <laughs> so tell me what... Would you consider the most exciting thing that you've done in your career? Because just listening to you talk there, you've been around so long, if I can say that. <laughs> oh, yeah. You've done Absolutely, incredible work, yeah. you know, BTs we'll in the, the early days.
3: Thing. Yeah, probably. We'd hold hands and we'd say the supermodel shows, you yeah. know.
0: Tell me what that was like. Well,
3: uh, 1996, 2000 and 2003.
0: Yeah. Explain to any maybe younger listeners who, who well, don't Brian remember or... Thomas
3: got together with Caroline Downey from ISPCC um to do a big charity fundraiser. There were three charities, there was Children of Chernobyl with Ali Ali Hewson, and another one that I can't remember unfortunately, but you know, Caroline Downey and M C D and all their widespread rock stars and all the rest of it, and Ali and U two and all that side of it. Mm-hmm. And knowing the supermodels, mm-hmm. they asked five at the beginning, would they do it? it was well they asked Christy Turnington and she said yes and I asked me mates. So we'd we'd Christy mm-hmm. Naomi, Ava Herzogova, Helena Christensen and Yasmin Lebon. Yeah. Um, We were supposed to have Kate Moss, but she was fighting with Johnny Depp and she 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 didn't arrive. Um, She just didn't arrive. She just didn't arrive. She was in New York, you know, kind of throwing televisions out of uh, hotel windows, we believe. But anyway, that was the first one and we we kept it Irish. It was all Irish design, the first one in 96. And I went out live on Kenny Live, you know, (laughs) and the second one went out, I think, on the Late Late Show. And then the third one was a TV3 Three. thing it was a different production thing and tell me yeah. which
0: Irish designers featured back in 1996
3: uh, John Rocha Laney Lainey opened the show to Faithless we'll never forget the music it still yep. makes us cry <laughs> Um Mark O'Neill at the time, Mark introduced Tracy. by
4: Robbie Williams. Yeah,
3: Mark like O'Neill. we'd all like the, yeah. the the audience was incredible. The people that were there and the people that modelled and the people that I mean, Larry Mullen modelled first, yeah. Edge modelled first on the second one. We'd Chris Evans from you know, mm. uh, from radio and TV. We'd we'd motor kind of what was his name. Motor car kind of guys. We had gar- oh, the, the John Rocha scene was amazing because Gavin Friday sang live. He sang Angel and all the girls came out. It was mind blowing. The second one was amazing
4: it was because it
3: built up and we had people like Aaron O'Connor we had Ali, Alec Weck we had uh, Karen but Mulder but then all the big
4: international brands got involved oh, all the big as well brands. They So they saw the first well, they one they saw
3: the calibre of it so we had every big collection so that was kind of mind blowing but we got through it yeah Um, and then the third one was uh, eventful to say the least but um. Yeah, I think we, we'd have to hold our hands up to that. Yeah. Kinda, I, I, you just yeah.
4: We've had wonderful career moments and highlights yeah. and I've worked with amazing people and brands and stuff. Yeah. But it, it was like all our Christmases came together. together. It's it's like what you, you know, and I was only really at the beginning of my career. To have that on your books so early on and like talk about a baptism of fire and kind of to yeah. cut your teeth on a, a show yeah. that size and work, yeah. and you, and know, on yeah. you know, with those
1: collections.
0: And tell me, what were those <laughs> models like to work with? Divine. Gorgeous. In, I will in terms, terms of her I mean, personality as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely.
3: Um Campbell brought us perfume. She didn't did, she, yeah. like, um, I'll never forget, because for my first encounter was Addie Hewson walking in with Christy Turlington. And Christy Turlington had her hair scraped back, not a screen of makeup, a camel cashmere coat, a white shirt, a pair of jeans, and a beautiful old bachelor up bag. And I've never seen anybody better dressed in my life since. Mm, and beautiful. she do, they were kind of. You know, There's they were larger been than girls life. never like them. Yeah, they no. They were
4: totally, uh, you know... You know, three were,
3: years earlier, they had done their Versace show. The and big, the George the Michael George video. video. Like, we were on a crest of a wave with yeah. it. So to have I think them. something
4: was happening in Dublin yeah. at that time as well. Yeah. Dublin was the European city of culture. Yeah. We were cool in yeah. the world. Um we all felt brilliant yeah. I know there was a good vibe around town yeah uh, just the and then youth. when
3: you had like you know Liam Gallagher with you know with uh, Patsy Kens it was the first time they were seen uh, together in public we had Dawn French modelling like she took yeah. off and Lenny Henry Lenny was Henry, there, Henry. Yeah. Um, it was incredible. Yeah. So if we, you know, we don't usually drop names. We can drop quite
0: <laughs> a few. Now we living on that more. This yeah. is great. Yeah. 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 But that's a that's a once in a lifetime kind of experience. Yeah. And you had it three times. We had it three <laughs> times.
3: The Third one nearly killed us. But yeah. that's another story. We we're going to write the book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, It
0: incredible really is. Experience. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible
3: experience. Yeah. Incredible. Um, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think we probably both felt, because a lot of people have always said to me, how come you never went further, you know, went to the UK, went to... Like, we had everything on our yeah. on our plate. Yeah. We worked with the best. We had budgets to do the best. So we didn't need to go anywhere, which is a very nice place to be, mm-hmm. you know. God, that must have been amazing, though. I can't It was, imagine. Like, yeah. Yeah. 22 years ago.
4: course.
3: I know. I was yeah. a child. <laughs> you were a child. But we just got on with it. You didn't... Yeah. You couldn't get starstruck. Yeah. You couldn't. Well, no, we had a job like to do. Like job was wasn't yeah. yeah. My favorite story was Chris Evans, who was a huge kind of a huge fan of his, and uh, he was still, he he was doing TGI Friday on telly mm-hmm. live, yeah, yeah. That was such and he flew a big time. And we were asking him to wear. He was the last one to fit. I said, "Will you wear a kilt?" It was Drees van Noten kilt, mm. and he said, "Darling, I'll wear it for you." He said, "But can I ask you? Can I wear something of mine?" So I go, "Okay." He was at a charity lunch that day, and he bought the coat from Withnail and I. So if you look at pictures of him, he's wearing Dree's skirt and he's wearing the waistnail oh nail and like coat. God. And it was, again, boots, yeah. oh and his big boots. He was brilliant. Oh he fantastic. was brilliant, yeah.
4: yeah. I always remember as well, another funny story from that was, uh, I think it was the second one, Boyzone did it. Yeah, And they were very giddy boys back then. And Catherine was backstage trying to tell everyone what they were doing and they were messing and shouting over. And Catherine's there going, listen to me. Yeah, <laughs> was I was on like, the Roman. stage with
3: them. They were lining up to do their rehearsal. Yeah, and yeah. I was saying, can you please just listen to me to tell you what to do?
4: And uh, they they weren't listening. Was it Ronan? Or was, it was. It was Ronan. Like, you know. Everybody, shut up! But you just listen to the woman.
3: Well, I'm looking at <laughs> the woman. The, you, you know, know. That's that's me. Me. The woman. Yeah. Yeah. that was me. Yeah. And that was when what's his name, Keat. He kind of ripped his kind of you know six hundred euro Laney sweater open. <laughs> we going, oh
0: good no. god! you know. But anyway, again. Oh god! You know, yeah, yeah. Well, ladies, it's been amazing to chat to you both today. Thank you so much for coming in and you've really made the first fashion podcast um, a really wonderful experience. Thank you so much. Thank
3: you very much yeah, for having you're us. Very Thank welcome. you. welcome. We've
0: enjoyed yeah. it too, yeah. Memory Ed- lane. <laughs> <laughs> So this week, Neve and I set ourselves a challenge of choosing one garment and styling it to suit someone in their twenties, because Neve is twenty five, and to suit someone in their forties, because I'm forty three, soon to be forty four. I have to get that out there. Um, so this week we chose a pair of uh, printed trousers, and if you want to go onto Image.ie
2: and have a look and see what we came up with, hopefully you'll enjoy it. Yeah, this week's challenge was uh, was quite interesting for for me because well they were they were high waisted pants, so instinctively I loved them but Marie you found it more challenging. I did for some reason because
0: I love wide leg trousers but I think the the fabric was really fluid and I don't know for some reason yeah when I put them on first I was like oh I don't I don't think these are quite me but actually you know once you start to play around um you know, with the other pieces that you're wearing, I, I came up with a with a really lovely, elegant way to wear them. And I, I think what I did was I there was a belt attached to the trousers. I took the belt off, put a cardigan on, and wrapped that belt around my waist. So it just gave them a point of difference, I think. And it just, um, I guess, it just felt a bit more me.
2: Definitely. Like honestly, anything you wear is just elegant anyway. Whereas I went the total opposite, and I was like, just throw on every color you have. So <laughs> I ended up teaming mine with like a vibrant pink hat and a pink belt and pink shoes and like it was it's a bit of a scene but you know what I actually felt really good in it and it's something that I would wear you looked amazing in it oh. you're fabulously eclectic um, <laughs> and and that's
0: I think the really nice thing about um the 20s versus 40s it's two very different perspectives on the same piece and it just shows you that whatever your age you can shop in pretty much any store and you can find a piece that will that will look appropriate and and will work with your lifestyle <laughs>
1: This episode of Smart Casual was brought to you in collaboration with Kildare Village. Thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, make sure to rate, review and subscribe to us on SoundCloud and iTunes.